Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello, and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate you. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. And it's a great place to listen and learn. And so many people consider Senior Care Live appointment radio, and I hope you will too. As always, if you have a question, you can visit online at Senior Care Live, L I V E, SeniorCareLive.com, or you can call 1 800 331 6445. Okay, so today I thought I would just go through a lot of information with you. And again, you've heard me say it several times before. If I'm running into this out in the marketplace as I'm meeting with uh, individuals, families, senior care consulting clients, or maybe even other professionals who may be referral sources, Okay, I always feel that nudge to share that with you. And so just want to talk about how to remain independent at home. And then I'm going to go through some other information as well. But I just, I, I've been running into a lot of folks and they're like, you know, we're, we're just, we're not sure exactly when we're going to need to move to a senior care community. We know that's coming up. We know for sure that is in our future, uh, but we're not, we're not quite there yet. Uh, we know also that you know, dad or mom or you know, our older loved one, they're they're just they're not going to be safe. They're not going to be able to be in their home. We just don't know exactly what that timeline looks like, but we know for sure we're getting there. We're getting pretty close. So I always like to have the conversation about, you know, why don't we explore what it might look like to safely age in place at home? And there are, some, there are a lot of things that you can do to remain independent in your home. And again, safely age in place. And all of these things uh, have a cost associated with them, of course, like everything else. And it can seem expensive, but when you compare some of these expenses to moving to a senior care community, 
maybe it's not that expensive relative to those costs. So, so let's talk about that. So, the first thing that you might want to do is just uh, determine a group of family and friend caregivers and try to really kind of formalize that or organize that and take inventory who's available, who's willing to help out and maybe stay with mom or stay with dad in their home for periods of time, maybe kind of schedule out some shifts, if you will. So someone can be here from, you know, 8 a.m. to to 12 o'clock noon every day. And they're, they're just going to be there every morning or Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays or whenever they're available. So-and-so is available on the weekend, the weekdays, that's not going to work. So you, you kind of, it's kind of like staffing, a, a staffing situation, except these are volunteer family and friend caregivers. And so you, you figure out who you have, when they're available, and you literally start scheduling them. And you fill out that schedule and you supplement the schedule and, and maybe you're going to fill in some shifts yourself. And you can be there for your older loved one and you can get it taken care of that way. I mean, that's kind of an ideal situation. A lot of people do that. Maybe they don't formalize it quite like that. Maybe it's not quite that organized, but that's a that's a really good idea to do that. Well, Steve, we don't we just it's my brother and I, and frankly, he's not very helpful. And so it's all seems to be falling on my shoulders. Okay, I hear you. I understand. Uh, so let's discuss bringing in a home care provider. Now, a, I use the term home care, and that's not the same as home health care. So when I say home care, that is non-medical in-home assistance. So someone who can be there with your loved one, and they can help them with some of those basic activities of daily living around the house. They can also do maybe a little cooking, a little cleaning, maybe a little light housekeeping, and throw in a load of laundry. Uh, they can, again, be there with your loved one just to make sure that they're uh, – they're, they're receiving some socialization. They can also run some errands with your loved one, maybe run them out to the grocery store or to pick up something at the pharmacy, maybe run them to a doctor's appointment, maybe take them to church or maybe another uh, maybe book club or Friday morning donuts and coffee with the bunch. Uh, you know that that sort of thing, right? So, so some social engagement things. So, so th- a home care provider can really, really help out big time. Now there is a cost, okay? So most home care providers are going to charge anywhere from say twenty two, twenty four dollars an hour, all the way up to maybe thirty to thirty four, thirty five dollars per hour. They typically have an hourly rate and some kind of a minimum time frame. Yep, it's uh, so let's say it's $32 an hour and our minimum time frame would be, our minimum shift would be two hours. 
because we can't have someone driving you know all the way across town to be with your loved one for 15 minutes and leave or an hour in leave right they need to be there they need to spend some time there before they move on so a lot of time a lot of a lot of times it might be like two hours you know maybe three or four hours as a minimum type of a shift if you will well you would be shocked how much help it is to have a home care provider in maybe two, three days a week. I mean, it can provide a tremendous break for the primary caregiver or caregivers. Or maybe you have a foundation of a home care provider coming in a certain number of days per week, certain hours per week, and that is scheduled. And then guess what you can do? Maybe then you fill in around that. So that's the rock in your schedule, okay? And then fill in around that with your small group of family and friend caregivers, those unpaid volunteers, right? You can stay home for a long time if you had a combination of a home care provider and then even a small group of family and friend caregivers, That's very effective. Uh, You can also remodel your home to age in place. Uh, We've talked a lot about that in the past on this program. The biggest challenge in most homes that I hear about seems to be the bathroom. That seems to be the... um, the deciding factor, if you will. <laughs> and so uh, a lot of times, especially in an older home, these bathrooms are small. You can't hardly turn around in the darn things. Uh, the, the doors are these two-foot bathroom doors. We'll try getting a full-size walker uh, through that. It, it's, you're you're going you're gonna to scrape up your, your, your knuckles or your hands trying to get that through. You might have to go through sideways. Well, what if you don't? have the dexterity to walk sideways with the walker. I mean, right? So just all kinds of built-in challenges there. So a lot of times you can bring in a remodeling company to widen the doorways, maybe remodel that bathroom, take out that tub, maybe install a roll-in zero-entry shower, and now we're talking. Now we're talking. I had one lady... Uh, she spent some money on this bathroom, but her husband was a big guy, and it was just her. And she said, "If I didn't do something with that bathroom, that that was my that was my biggest challenge. I was I was losing the battle right there. I was about to have to place him in long term care." But she had the bathroom remodeled. They took out the big corner tub, and they created this nice wide space. Nice wide opening, kind of turned the corner, zero entry. She said, I just jumped in there with him and helped him take his shower. And boy, that worked great. I was able to keep him home for three more years just solving that challenge. And then I worked with her to find long-term care for him at $10,000 a month, which is $120,000 per year. If she hadn't have fixed that bathroom, I think it cost her about $20,000 to remodel that bathroom, tear it out, and make it functional, which, by the way, they got all of that back because that was a really nice home improvement, right? So it's an investment in your home that you'll probably get all or a good part of that back when you sell it. But if she hadn't have done that, she would have spent... 120000 a year times three years that she was able to keep him home. So that $20,000 investment in that bathroom 
saved her spending $360,000, right? So that was a net gain of $340,000. I'd say that was money well spent. You could also bring in a hospice provider, a home health care company. There are all sorts of things you can do. But these are some of the things that my firm, Senior Care Consulting, will discuss when families are wanting to try to stay at home prior to moving to a senior care community. All right, I'll have more coming up next. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. The services provided by a non-medical home care provider are paid for by Medicare. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app Odyssey. And the way you spell that, A-U-D-A-C-Y. So just find that app, download it, and boom, you are in. All right. Back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. The services provided by a non-medical home care provider are paid for by Medicare. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. Well, what do you mean, Steve? I've got the best Medicare policy that money can buy. And I understand that, and that's fantastic, but it's just a fact, right? Medicare will pay for home health care services. Home health care is something very, very different than home care services. Remember, so I've tried for a very long time to try to standardize terminology on this program. I think I'm getting somewhere with this, (laughs) right? But home health care, the word health implies there's some medical support there. So home health care is a medical licensed or registered professional coming to your home, helping you with some nursing services, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. These things are covered by Medicare, home health care. So just think home health care is covered by Medicare. Home care is non-medical in-home assistance, and that is absolutely not covered by Medicare. And so it's, it's just a fact. And so I know a lot of people are disappointed. I just... I just made you upset. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> but but they're just not covered. Okay, so I always think it's really good to, to talk about that. All right, so when I'm working with senior care consulting clients, many times we need to build a bridge, if you will, from today until the point where the person needs to move into a senior care community. 
And we've done this many, many, many times over the years. So, Steve, we we know that we're going to have to move sometime in the future. We need some help today. So I'll I'll make a referral to a home care provider. I might even recommend a home remodeling company. Obviously, if if we have hospice involved, I'm going to recommend they call our friends at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. So there there are a lot of referrals that happen in there that keep the person at home and and make sure that they're safe and taken care of and that that we kind of cover that base. While at the same time, I'm working with the family to get out and proactively go through that search and selection process to identify the senior care community of choice that we will be moving into. It's just a matter of timing at that point. And uh, frankly, I work with a lot of families who they want, they don't want to wait till the last second and just have to pick a place that just happens to have space available. They would rather be more deliberate than that and have a choice of the best places in the market. So the way you do that is you get out ahead of the curve ahead of needing to move, and we'll proactively go out and vet the market. We figure out what we need. Then we'll go out, we'll see the top providers meeting those needs. We'll go for a tour. We'll learn a lot of information about those top providers. The family will make some decisions, and then guess what you do? You get your name on a wait list because guess what? A lot of the top providers, in fact, most of the top providers, are in high demand. So I've identified them as a top provider, and a lot of other people may also choose that place because maybe a Medicare star rating, or maybe they've heard a lot of good things about this particular assisted living community, whatever the case may be, the really good places are full. And they're full for a reason, because they're really good places and everyone wants to move there. Well, if you wait till the last second, that's not going to work. So if you need to move in the next two weeks or three weeks because you put this thing off for months and months and months and maybe even years, and this perfect fit, a great place, I mean, a fantastic place, if they have a three-month wait list, well, guess what? Our timing doesn't work out. It's just that's not going to be an option for us. So, again, when I work with clients through my firm, Senior Care Consulting, a lot of times we take this timing into consideration. And look, if it's an emergency and something happened and it was unexpected and we have to react, I think that might be when Senior Care Consulting, I think it may be when we do some of our best work. Okay, and we do it all the time because things happen, right? Things that are just absolutely unpredictable, they they just happen. But more often than not, we kind of have an idea this is coming. (laughs) It's like this, you can see this light down down the down the track and it's this big old train coming at you, but but it's still pretty far down the down the down the road there. So we build that bridge. We gather up and, and collect a, a group of family and friend caregivers. We'll bring in a home care company. 
We'll schedule around a consistent schedule of hours provided by that home care company. We might come in. We might even put in like a stair lift to make sure that we take the dangerous stairs out of the equation. Or we may have a remodeler come in and relocate the laundry room from the basement, have to go up and down the stairs, take the stairs out of the equation, try to eliminate the possibility of that horrible fall. Boy, that would do it too. So the remodeler might relocate the plumbing to the main level and just create a small laundry room. You could take a hallway closet and maybe do that. I mean, I've seen some, you, you can have a small area and put stackables in, in a small closet space. It can pretty easily be done. Okay, but maybe we do all of that. And our goal is, so here we are in April. Our goal is to move sometime toward the end of the year. But we have to be able to stay home, do it safely, have enough time with our loved one so that they're being cared for and tended to and socialized with, etc. So, you know, we've got seven, eight months that we're going to have to cover there. So, so we'll work out that plan. And then at the same time, we'll go out again, we'll vet our options we will take our tours. We will gather all of our information. We will make some choices and we'll get our name on a waiting list. And then we'll work out our timing. Right? So that's really an ideal scenario. If this is resonating with you, reach out to my firm, Senior Care Consulting, and we'll discuss that. 913-945-2800. Don't go away. I'll have a whole lot more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out our podcast of all of the recently aired episodes at SeniorCareLive.com and wherever you get your podcast. All the major platforms, just search Senior Care Live and you will find it. Lots of people do that, so enjoy and help yourself. Okay, so the first two segments, first part of the program today, talking about building that bridge and, and how you can remain independent at home, really extend your stay at home, or at least be safe at home while we're waiting on a senior care community. That begs the question, when should you consider moving from your home to a senior care community? And if you have that question, well, guess what? <laughs> a lot of other people have that question as well. In fact, that is the most frequently asked question I've been asked since 2002, almost 20 years. Steve, when, when should we move? What, 
We don't want to move too soon. Okay, I mean, we want to stay home and enjoy our independence and all of that. We love our home, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously, right, everybody would love to stay home. But, you know, we don't want to wait till it's too late. Uh, we, we just, we're really agonizing over that. And it's a tough decision. Now, sometimes it's very, very obvious. But way more often than not, it's kind of gray. It's not so obvious. So I like to say that, the following things should trigger the conversation of considering moving from your home to a senior care community. So number one, the top issue is if you have some kind of a safety issue when it is no longer safe to live at home. And oh my goodness, I have heard so many stories, some of them would make your hair curl. <laughs> right so it's uh, a really really common one actually i heard a really scary one like this uh, but most of them are, are caught and no one's hurt but leaving the stovetop burners on you would be really surprised that is so common and yeah, that's so scary so dangerous it's also a very easy one to fix you can unplug the stove, if it's an electric stovetop or range, uh, if it's hardwired, like mine is, I don't know why they would hardwire that. I, I guess it's probably cheaper to install it that way. Anyway, if it's hardwired, then guess what? Find the breaker box and click. Flip the breaker. There's no power. And then, boom, you have rendered that thing inoperable. If it's gas, there's usually some kind of a gas Shut off valve for that stovetop or the range. So it's pretty easy to take that thing out of service. So it just, it just won't work, and then that'll solve it. I had uh, a couple of daughters, and they said, yeah, we had cameras in mom's house, and we saw her go over, and she likes that Hormel chili in the can, and she likes to have that once in a while. So she opened a can, and when we're sitting there watching her making dinner, and we're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and the and the burner was hot. It was kind of red. And she opened the can and plop, plop, plop. She literally poured the chili onto the stovetop burner. No pan. <laughs> now, her mom had dementia, right? So she's not, obviously, she's not thinking clearly. So the chili's all over, the, you know, that, you know, the, the stovetop burner that kind of has a ring and it's like smoking everywhere. And, and they're like, oh, my gosh. So they go running over there. And they, they live pretty close to their mom. And, uh, and they fix that. And then guess what they did? Click. They turned off the breaker. <laughs> right? So uh, I had one lady. This one was not so comical. So her mother, again, had dementia. She would leave her alone in the house. So her mom lived with she and her two small kids and her husband. Well, the husband's out to work. This lady had to run a quick errand. And the two kids were at home. And it was summertime, so they weren't in school. They were at home. She ran out. I don't know what she did. She ran to the grocery store or the drugstore. She wasn't gone very long. She comes back. She opens the door to this smell of natural gas 
strong, strong smell. She knew, she knew instantly what she, what she did. Somehow she was able to, and these, these stoves are not supposed to be able to do this. They're safety features. But somehow she was able to turn the gas on. It did not light, but the gas was just, it was just, it was just going. It was just, it filled up the whole house. So this lady completely panicked. She ran in and got her mom and the kids out of the house immediately. And then she ran back in, hoping there would be no sparks. It's in the summertime. She opened some windows. She turned the stove off, ran outside, and just let the whole house air out. She completely freaked out, thinking one spark and that whole thing would have been just a giant bomb. I mean, people could have died with that one. That one, that was bad. Now, the Hormel chili on the stovetop, that's kind of comical. <laughs> it's not funny. It's, 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 they chuckled after it was over with, a little bit irritated, right? But it's not a huge deal. Uh, this this other lady with the, the the house full of natural gas that is not funny. That's not comical. When that house aired out, and she kind of gathered herself, they all went back in. She picked the phone up and she called Steve Keeker at Senior Care Consulting. Steve, I know we spoke. We've spoken before. I was putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. When can you start? This is this is not workable anymore. And she told me that story, and I'm like, oh my goodness. So stovetop burners on. That that's that's a big deal. That's a safety issue. Wandering away and not able to find your way back home. So sometimes, uh, and again, this involves someone with Alzheimer's or dementia or one of the many forms of dementia. Sometimes you may walk out to get the paper, check the mail, maybe take a little little stroll down the street, and then with dementia, you, you kind of lose your way, you forget how to come back home. Now we have a major problem. And what's even worse, or at least just as bad, is getting in your car and driving away and then not able to make your way back home. My grandpa did that. They lived in Topeka. He ended up in Lawrence. I went over and found him at midnight. <laughs> I mean, that that's that's pretty scary. Sometimes you hear about someone, an elderly person, again with dementia, they're all turned around, they're very confused, and they're driving down the highway the wrong way. I mean, I just heard about that the other day. Uh, and, a, and a police officer had to put his car in the way and it totaled out the police officer's car. It totaled out the person's car. Both parties were not injured. They're beat up a little bit, but they're okay because someone with dementia was driving down the highway at highway speeds going the wrong way on a highway. Okay, so that is not good at all. Uh, that's th- these things trigger the, what's called a silver alert. I think most of us have heard of that by now. Anytime I see a silver alert in my social media, 
I just automatically repost it because you never know who might see that and say, oh, no, oh, no, I didn't know that they were lost. Or I know where they're at. They always go to this park. Someone could always help or usually help uh, in, in these situations. So uh, malnutrition and dehydration, a person's just not taking care of themselves or not able to take care of themselves. Obviously, that's a safety concern. Unsanitary living conditions just due to neglect or just not able to, uh, to, to keep themselves up, keep up their, their property, keep themselves up. Okay, uh, injuries at home, frequent falls, frequent hospitalizations, all of these are related to safety issues at home. Uh, this one flies under the radar, but it's a major safety issue. Not taking your medications properly, not taking them on time, not taking them at all, or taking two doses of something when you're only supposed to have one. Uh, or, or taking the wrong medication at the wrong time. I mean, I have a few medications and I don't have any issues, thank the Lord. And I have to kind of think about, okay, all right, I take this one, this one, this one in the morning. I take this one at night. And so, you know, if you, again, if, if you have any kind of cognitive challenges at all, that can be really confusing. And now you're not taking your meds on time. And the older you get and the more dependent you are on some of these medications, the greater the safety concern it is, the greater the risk is. So that one flies under the radar, but that one's a big deal. And then, of course, someone, you know, potentially falling uh, victim to elder financial abuse. That one's a huge one. I put that under the safety concern. So when it is no longer safe to live at home, that should definitely trigger the conversation of considering moving from your home to a senior care community. If you want more information about this, you can reach out to me at my firm, Senior Care Consulting, at 913-945-2800, and we can help you out here. I'll have more coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. So we're talking about when to consider moving from your home to a senior care community. I talked about having a safety concern being the number one thing that should trigger that conversation of considering moving from your home to a senior care community. So the second thing, so we'll say number two, it could be, it's a very close second. It might even be a 1A. When the caregiver's health and well-being are in decline. My friends, you cannot have that. You cannot let that go on very long. You just can't do it. So we're talking about the caregiver's mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, and, of course, their physical health. Where I see this 
being really the kind of the worst scenario is an older spouse caring for an older spouse. And I've seen it both ways. I've seen the 80-year-old wife caring for the 80-year-old husband and, uh, and, and in reverse. So this is my spouse, and it's my job to take care of them. We took a vow in front of our friends, in front of our pastor, and in front of God. Till death do we part, in sickness and in health, right? So a lot of people, including my own grandmother, right, we take that very seriously. I take it seriously. We all, I think most people, when you, when you take that vow, take it very seriously. So these caregivers are just incredible. So what, what do we do? We pour ourselves into being the caregiver for this person that we just love so much. To our own detriment, that's the problem, to our own detriment. We don't get a break. We won't allow anyone else to help because it's my job. Oh, it's, oh, it's my job. I, oh, hey, I, I got it. I got it. We wear ourselves out. We're just worn slick, <laughs> right? We, we get no break, but that's our own fault. But we get no break. We place our own needs on the back burner. What I mean by that is we skip our own doctor's appointments and dental appointments and eye checkups. We Oh, I, I'll, I'll do that some other time in six months, 12 months, 24 months go by. Haven't seen your doctor, haven't seen your dentist. That could come back to cause you some major problems, right? We put everything on the back burner, including going to church, so now our spiritual tank is running on empty. It's not being replenished. We skip social events like our book club with the ladies, our donuts and coffee with the guys at 7 o'clock Friday morning at our favorite donut shop down the road. We skip card night with our friends. We skip going to the movies with our adult children. Right, we, we skip everything. We put everything to the side so that we can be this heroic caregiver. And our health and well-being are now in decline. And you just can't have it now. You have two people declining. And let me tell you something. That stress is a very powerful force. That stress starts to manifest itself in physical symptoms. That stress somehow seems to weaken, I, I'm not a doctor, but seems to weaken your immune system and seems to cause healthcare problems and, and accelerate some other things. I've seen so many times where the caregiver is so stressed out, they're, they're literally being crushed by the stress of being the caregiver, that guess what? They pass away from a heart attack or a stroke because they've worked themselves up into this situation. They haven't been monitoring their blood pressure. Maybe they ran out of their blood pressure medicine and they just never went back to the doctor to get a checkup so the doctor could then refill those prescriptions for another year and boom, heart attack, stroke. 
And if you do that, guess what you've done? (laughs) You've defeated the purpose. Now you're not here to take care of this person that you love so much. You've defeated the purpose. So you can't do that. So if you see the caregiver start to decline and their health and their well-being are being negatively impacted, you got to step in. You've got to do something. That should trigger the conversation of considering moving from home to a senior care community. Number three, it could be a financial, it could be this simple. It could be just a financially driven decision. So you know I'm a huge, huge proponent of home care. I'm I'm a fan. Oh, always have been. Okay, and you you could bring in a home care provider for a few hours a day, eight hours a day, whatever it looks like, daily, every other day, and and extend your stay at home for a really long time. But as this person declines, and as they need more and more help, and you start requiring more and more home care services, once that raises to the level of 24 hours that gets expensive and it's worth it but it's really expensive it could be 15,000 to 25,000 dollars a month that's a lot of money so if you say you know what at this rate mom dad we're we're going to run out of money in you know x x time frame whatever whatever the math works out to be we could move into assisted living for $6,000 a month and stretch out their assets by three or four times at that rate. Now, granted, it's not one-on-one care, but they'll get the job done. They'll still have their own space and we'll get the care that they need. And uh, it just may be a financially driven decision. Okay. And then last but not least, when the care that you provide is just not enough, always like to ask the question, why not consider changing your role from the hands-on caregiver to the care manager? Become the advocate of your loved one. Speak for them on their behalf. So together, we can go out and we can find the very best provider available at any level. Assisted living, long-term care could involve memory care. We may look at a continuing care retirement community that has all of the above. But we'll go out with my firm, Senior Care Consulting. We'll find a great place, and we'll let them provide the care. And then slowly but surely, you can then fade back to your role, transition back to your role of the loving spouse, the loving son, the loving daughter, and then speak for your loved one. I talked last week about how to maximize care at any senior care community you should choose. Speak for them. Advocate for them. Make sure that the staff is doing their very best for your loved one. And then you can be the spouse, the son, the daughter, the grandson. If this transition, if all of this is resonating with you and you need help, finding the very best senior care community, reach out to me at Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800. We offer a free consultation. I'd be happy to visit with you about our services to see if we can help you and your family out. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. 
May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.